0: All right, what's shaking, Red You know, uh, this is like episode number 240-something of The Dream Take now, and, you know, I feel like a lot of these episodes are kind of like, you know, the same every night in, night out when the team's not good, you know. It seems like the the episodes kind of just get dull and boring, and tonight is just an ordinary episode of The Dream Take, right, Michael Brown?
1: You're damn right it's not. All right, this is the <laughs> win of the year, maybe the win of the century. Okay, I'm ready to I talk all be. things Houston
2: freaking Rockets.
0: I I think Mike is is pretty happy, um, and and I am too. Um, I, we just show it in different ways, but the Rockets <laughs> do get this win in Utah. Final score: Rockets 116, Jazz 111. Rockets look like the team that's competing for a championship tonight, not the Utah Jazz. I know that that there wasn't Donovan Mitchell out there for the Jazz, but the Rockets just wanted it more tonight. And I think that's why they come out of this game as the winners. Right, Mike? You're damn right. They want it, man. Gary Bird. Okay. Honestly, he looked The
1: Bird is back. Gary Bird is back. Uh, University of Houston basketball legend Armani Brooks with a More phenomenal, More phenomenal game. money. You've got uh phenomenal tweet by you, by the way. Uh Fire by you. Follow us at the Dream Take. Uh, Al P. Shangoon doing his thing down low. C. Wood, K.J. Martin. Let me tell you something, man. All right. If anybody says anything negative about the Rockets tonight, I don't know if we can throw people out of a chat. I'm going to do it. We bring them up and they say anything negative. We're throwing them out. This is the win of the year. This is what we thought this team could be at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah. Tonight. They
1: did it. They went in and they beat the, God, I hate the Jazz. There's not a team whose fan base I hate more than the Utah Jazz. I swear yeah. to God.
0: Tonight, Vernon Maxwell is smiling and this was just a fun, oh. this was just a fun game. This was a really fun game tonight. Dude,
1: they did their thing, man. They played together. I mean, look at Silas. This was Silas's best coach game, I think, all year. I think leaving Jalen Green yeah. on the on the bench at the end of the game, he pressed the right buttons. I mean, I'll tell you this, and I know this is a rocket show, that's what we do. But I'll I'll give you a hot take, and I don't know if you agree with this. The Jazz will never sniff a title with that team. I don't care if you add Donovan Mitchell or not. Rudy Gobert is one of the most overrated players in the league.
0: I think Jazz fans are probably uh, shaking a little bit after tonight and they're probably thinking, oh what are we going to do to get this team right to make a run like this? And you know, losing we lost to the Rockets. We lost to the freaking Rockets. I guarantee that is what a whole lot of is saying tonight. Um, But before we get into the rest of the show, I do want to shout out our Dream Shake night at the Toyota Center on February 10th against the Toronto Raptors. You can get discounted tickets, lower bowl, for about forty to forty-five dollars when they are, are usually about $90. So come party with the Dream Shake on February 10th at Toyota Center against the Toronto Raptors. Head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on estimation.com for more information. But Mike, let's go back into this game tonight, right? Rockets, they came out the gates and there yes. was, you know, to me, to be honest, Mike, it, it didn't really feel like this was going to be a win. You know, they've had these like strong starts in games, but it it felt like kind of like those, like kind of how Sunday was in Sacramento when they, they got out to that huge lead and then they kind of gave it up in the second quarter. And tonight was a very similar script. Yeah, they're
1: resilient, man. Like they're growing up right before our eyes. It's very easy to go into the, the farmhouse that is where the Jazz play and get caught up in the emotion and the, you know, the, the fans are right on top of you. This was a tough start to the game, but they never gave up. They kept their cool. They played the right way on both ends of the court. I, I can't even tell you how proud I am of the the way they stayed after Gobert, you know, KJ Martin nearly put Gobert on a poster tonight. I don't know if you recollect that play. He went up with his left hand, and, om- and almost ended Rudy Gobert's uh, time in the NBA. They kept going at the Jazz. That's how you the Rockets. So many times this year, I don't know if you'll agree with this. They've played timidly. Like, they've almost gone away from what they do best. And what they do best is run, run, run. And that's what they did tonight. They ran. The Jazz don't want to run with teams. They want to slow it down, play methodical basketball through uh, the one of the, you know, Joe Ingles, who don't get me started on Joe Ingles. There's something about that dude's face that I just want to punch. Uh, like, that's the way they want to play. The Rockets don't play like that. The Rockets want to play up and down, get as many shots up as possible. Hopefully they play good enough defense to win.
0: Yeah. And, and I think tonight, if you point to, okay, why did the Rockets win tonight? You can point to really two things. Number one, I thought the defense tonight mm-hmm. was really, really good considering that this is the number one offense in the whole league. And the Rockets were number 30 coming into this game. It didn't look like the number 30 defense. And, They made the Jazz not look like the number one offense. I know that Donovan Mitchell was out. They played a different style of defense. And what it was, Mike, honestly, it was everybody hustled on every play. Like there wasn't a whole lot of slacking Mm -hmm. tonight. It was you could tell that they were energized, that they were ready for this game. Maybe the fact that they had two days off in between this game and the last game had something to do with it. But they just played with a an energy tonight that we usually don't see from this group. I mean, that we haven't seen, honestly, since the seven-game win streak back in late November, early December.
1: Yeah, and also, big thing tonight, they didn't play Tice, Nawaba, or Augustine. They went youth tonight. I mean, really? Yeah, the young guys Yorkshire. got
0: the win tonight. And yeah. they they earned it. They were down 13 in that second half, and they came back mm-hmm. from that. And a lot of what that had to do with was the three-point shots. Six Rockets made at least three triples tonight. Massive. Garrison Matthews Massive. led the way with five. He had 23. That's a season high for him. Armani Brooks went three for five off the bench, added nine points of his own. Kevin Porter, three of six from the, from the three point line, Eric Gordon, three of four, Christian Wood, three of six, Jay Sean Tate, three of seven. They were giving Jay Sean Tate a lot of open looks because he's, he's like, if you had to choose one guy to shoot a three on this team, you're probably choosing Jay Sean Tate. And look, if he can become like just a decent three point shooter, he would be like, he's nope. going to be incredible. So only thing yeah. missing I mean,
2: from his
1: game, tur- to be honest. Yeah, eight turnovers tonight too. That's amazing. Uh, which was which was fantastic. I mean, Christian Wood with 15 rebounds. Look, <laughs> tonight was the shot of the year. We, we gotta talk about the shot of the year, Christian oh, Wood. Oh, absolutely. At the that end of the third of those, quarter, that was
0: one of those threes, And that to me Mike, over was when Gobert. I was like, I mean, over Gobert. Like, it's not like Gobert was like really contesting that shot, but. The fact no. that that went in, that was like, and the thing is, they didn't even need that shot to win the game. But that really was like, okay, the Rockets really got a shot here because they went up three. Yeah. I think with that shot, or they were up two. They went up two with that shot. I, I forget, but no, they went up two. They were down, down, down one, one, and then the shot and that made three it put up them up two. two. Okay. So yeah, and then yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that gave him the lead going into the fourth quarter, and it really, you know, kept the momentum going. And, look, I, I mean, there's no – we could be out here for hours just talking about how impressive the team looked tonight. Really, no – I mean, yes, Jalen Green struggled, but I, I really don't have time for that. I think, I think that's a normal shooting slump, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if they struggle against Golden State, that'll be a better time to talk about Jalen Green. I wrote a piece today on uh, thedreamshake.com about his usage and uh, how they're utilizing him in the offense. So that's the Jalen Green discussion we'll have tonight. Go over to thedreamshake.com, take a look at what I've written, and then bring it back for a future episode, and we'll we'll talk more about it. But tonight, I just want to flow with the good vibes, Mike. I know you do too. So, uh, I mean... I want... I want to bring up one thing real quick with you because okay.
1: I want to make sure you and I talk about this. Yeah. Did you recognize or did you see when Kevin Porter Jr. hit the three at the end, by the way, in the exact same spot I want to say in the three that he hit against Washington, did you see who the first guy off the bench to it was congratulate John Lucas. him was? It was You're John damn Lucas. right. It was John Lucas. Of course it was. And I, dude, that was such a cool moment for me.
2: Because it was like a
1: coming of not a coming of age. What am I trying to say? I mean I had, you know, a flashback, you know, to another left handed guard who, you know, we will never mention uh on this show with that type of shot that he hit.
0: I'll mention it. You know? He
1: looked like it, it was he looked like Harden. He yeah. did. He did. I do I mean, dude, he's a street fighter. You know, like he's just a guy Kevin Porter Jr. is I mean, I sent he's out a joke a of a tweet. I'm he's pretty sure, guy being a dude, dude being a guy.
2: Yeah,
1: that's it, man. Like, I'm so emotionally ready to just give him a max deal at this point. I'm not, and nice. I'm not being, whoa, I'm not. I'm, whoa, not, I'm, not, I'm whoa, kidding. I'm whoa, kidding. Whoa. I said no, no, no. I sent out that tweet as soon as he hit the shot. I'm just saying, like, I'm emotionally ready to get hurt by another left-handed guard with this franchise.
0: Well, you know, thing, like, and, and look, my he's teamwork. just a guy. Think about, think about where you were just a few weeks ago with him and, and and that's just to me Yes. Yeah. well no 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 no, no. hold on wait 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 let me make
1: sure we're on the same page i are you talking about after the what happened at toyota center when he walked out i'm just out? saying i'm just saying because i've always been team ktj and i've said multiple times on this show i liked him more after that
0: yeah but you you have you have been openly against him being the point guard of the future is that correct I am openly against pigeonholing
1: him into a singular position. I, I want him to be right. a rocket. Yeah, I, I've always wanted him to be a rocket. I don't know if he's the point guard. I just want again. him on this team Yeah.
0: because, like, uh, no, he's proven. He's a guy you root for. You need it. you need a guy like him on this team, and and for sure, the fact that I th- look eight assists, one turnover tonight. He is showing progress. And I think with just how the team is built right now with just the the bench scoring and, the, and Christian Wood being there and Eric Gordon, like I think Kevin Porter is doing just oh, what he's supposed to do with this team. Now, when Eric Gordon leaves, when, uh, you know, if Christian Wood leaves, if, you know, the bench guys become draft picks next season – um, you know, I think his role will adapt as time goes on, but I think what we're seeing from Kevin Porter is he puts the clutch in clutch city. I had to say that. Ooh. Well, uh, okay. This guy, he's Look, clutch. I'm he's with clutch, you. Mike. We, we cannot, we cannot deny that he is not clutch.
1: No, for sure. And I'm watching the post game show right now with one Mario Ellie. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get any more clutch than I mean Ellie, yes, Corey, yes, yes correct. But I'm,
0: just, but he's given not, the opportunities that he's had. He has come through. Yeah. Oh, he's
1: Scoot, he's Scoot phenomenal. Scoot
0: has come through. Oh, I mean,
1: th- dude, the vibes with him right now, like the he's vibes just are playing,
0: immaculate, immaculate. They are.
1: Vibes. They are, man. I mean, I honestly, <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, and you and I, you know, one thing I love about what you and I do is that very rarely is there ever a script. Like, we just turn on the show and we go. And right now, we're just – we're two fans just enjoying I'm, the Rockets I'm reading off winning. The prompter. Three and four – you know, three – we've won three out of four games. You know, Murphy's suit look, tonight is legit. Okay, Ellie looks great. You know,
0: we get to go to Golden State on Mike's Friday. really good – I don't know, Mike, if I've seen you in a better mood than this. This is impressive. I'm not, man. We have sucked – royally for the past
1: two years yep. and finally like we get to watch a game where again we go into the farmhouse with some of the ugliest fans in the league in utah we get to send them home with a loss you know like how much better does it get than this i i don't know it could get a lot better to be honest <laughs> well yeah no for sure but i mean i'm probably for, for leaving right the show now. tonight no i'm going upstairs i'm going to go to lids.com i'm going to order you know, probably get a Garrison Matthews jersey. I might get a Rockets hat, maybe some Rocket socks. I don't know.
0: Whatever it is, it's going to happen, and it's going to be a great time. Rockets are five and a half games back of the Tennessee. Oh. <laughs> oh! Okay, now you're talking dirty
1: to me. Uh, you're talking about oh, playing yeah. tournament?
0: Oh, I'm in. Hey, man. Oh,
1: I'm so in for this. We're, it's it's about to turn.
0: It's about to go from p.m. to a.m. here on the East Coast, so sometimes, oh. sometimes that just comes out of me. But let's hear let's hear what some of our uh let's hear what some of our listeners have to say. If you are listening to us live here on Spotify Green Room, feel free to hit that speaker request button. We'll take a couple callers before the night is up. We've got our good friend Adam first up. So Adam, welcome to the party, my friend. Uh anything you'd like to add?
2: Yeah, I I think um I think the the three players that really stood out to me on defense, obviously our, our offense was, was great. Whenever you're shooting nearly 60% from three in the first quarter. And, you know, I think we're nearly 50% for the game on three. Um, that's all, that's all great. You know, shooting is going to come and go. Um, but on defense, I was really, I, I think the key to the, those key, the key players that really contributed to kind of steadying that the ship on the defensive side were Garrison Matthews, Eric Gordon and Kenyon Martin Jr., I, you saw you saw a lot of the rotations. You mm-hmm. saw those three players, and you saw you know Josh Christopher mixed in as well. Um, uh, you know in the second quarter, um, the fourth quarter, kind of keeping that lead, extending the lead, and especially Kenyon Martin Jr. In my mind, this is actually what I'd like to see more more from kind of the rotations. I'd like to see us more of a kind of a zone type look where. Where you see where you see Kenyon Martin Jr. playing like free safety a little bit, because I think he he's the best rim protector, even though he's you know he's shorter than than Christian Wood, he is the best kind of weak side defensive uh, rim protector that we have. And I think I thought he played I thought he played uh, Rudy Gobert the best you know tonight. I, th- I thought you know Shingun struggled um, defensively against him as well as Christian Wood, but. Kenyon Martin Jr. His athleticism really provides a lot of difficulty for for bigs in the league, and I, I I'd like to see him I'd like to see him play a lot more because I, I know his offensive game isn't quite there, um, and especially the three point shot was kind of ugly tonight, and it's kind of getting better, you know, but it's hit or miss. But he, him, I think he is he is kind of a key to kind of steadying kind of the just the interior defense that. Yeah, and obviously that requires him to, to not, not foul as much and kind of avoid foul trouble. But him, um, and Garrison Matthews, I, you know, he clearly kind of has broken through the wall a little bit, you know, the kind of the slump that he had. Um, you know, he's been playing well the last few games. Armani Brooks coming back and kind of playing well is just, it's, it, and it just kind of leads me and kind of last point, it just leads me to kind of, you know, to not want to trade either of those players, you know, no matter what we're, unless it's kind of a great return, I'd rather, I'd rather give up Garuba or somebody else. But I, I think shooting is, is at such a, is such a, such a deficit in the league. When you have shooting and shooting that, you know, shooters that can stay on the floor, someone be competent on defense, you which know, Garrison Matthews has shown more so than Armani Brooks, but both have had their moments this year. You got to just maintain that, you know, because that, that's hard to, so, oh, I think yeah. He a lot of so here's carry, here's the thing about Garrison uh,
0: Matthews. Um, I guess you know when he's start. on, it really helps because the Rockets. I've done like the quick math. Quick math here on Basketball Reference. The Rockets when he scores ten points or more are ten and seven, and when he shoots less than ten, four and twenty five. So I think Garrison Matthews like that if that because. The win streak that happened earlier in the season, that was like the beginning of Garrison Matthews really coming into his own, becoming the birth of Gary Bird. And the last couple of weeks since then, he's struggled, and he hasn't really – he's been Garrison Matthews' accountant, and now he's uh, Gary Bird once again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know he's the accountant? He looks like an accountant.
1: I actually like the – Okay. Come on, he doesn't look like an accountant. He does. He it, no, he looks like a like a rock climbing gym instructor more than I, an accountant. Well, uh, he, he, okay, yes. face,
0: just just the face, just the face. Okay, no, His I name agree is Garrison me. Mike.
1: What? Because if your name's Garrison, you're an uh,
0: accountant. It, it sounds like an accountant. Oh, that's fair. But I will say, <laughs> like, I think
1: I. Okay, I didn't know that we were going to get to this uh, point I'm, tonight, I'm just I'm so saying, happy that I'm we just did. But, but I will say he got back to I think this team, you know you and I have talked about a lot, the fact that they don't have an identity. I think I know what their identity is now.
0: What is their identity?
1: They're they're a bunch of scrap yard dogs. Like, this team is, yes.
0: This yeah, team is, like as a team, just play ball. When they adopt you that know? identity, it, it does play it does play in their favor. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna necessarily be their identity moving forward. Um, but, but like the scrapyard dog mentality definitely shows on the defensive end. And I think tonight, um, when, when things are just, I mean, look, I think part of tonight has to do with maybe the fact that we caught Utah on just a bad streak in their schedule. Um, but also that shouldn't take away from the defense that these guys played tonight. And I think KJ Martin is, you know, the one that uh, Adam brought up that, that does intrigue me, you know, he's, he has been struggling on the offensive end this season, but he is warranting minutes based on his defense and he is kind of morphing himself because obviously the rookies and all that are still trying to develop and try to fill in their role in this team. I think KJ Martin, considering he's had a second year within the system with the team he has had more of an opportunity to kind of carve out that role for himself. And I do think that moving forward, he is the best rim protector on the team. And a lot of people are advocating for him to be in the starting lineup because of it. And it's not necessarily something that I'd be against. Um, I just think that with Eric Gordon on the team right now, it just makes it really difficult. But when Eric Gordon possibly departs, and let's just assume it's a first-round pick for Eric Gordon, it's going. Okay, but let's just assume it's a the first round picking like that. Ricky Rubio, just like a, a contract that won't be seen. <clears throat> Whatever. <maybe. clears throat> anyway. Vomit. But it's it, the contract. It's, it's the whole sorry, contract. To get, but we'll get into I that. Get that up. We'll talk more trades in the later episodes, but okay. you know, let's just assume like Gordon leaves and he doesn't have a replacement. Uh it's really just the current team and they kind of fill in his role, you know, as a committee. I think KJ Martin deserves at least a little bit of run in that starting lineup. Not necessarily starter minutes. Maybe he still gets those 20 minutes a game, but he starts up with that first unit. I would love to see how that looks, just to just to kind of see something new and maybe give him, you know, some reward for for playing that defense. I ultimately I do think it's probably going to be Garrison Matthews in that in that role as the starting three, but given how the Rockets are like struggling to find like that wing player that they need to fill out their roster. Garrison Matthews and KJ Martin are that right. archetype right now. And when they play like this, yeah, it, it, it works. That's why the Rockets won tonight. It's unfortunate that it doesn't come as, um, as frequent as it, as it could or as it needs to be in order for the Rockets to be, a little bit more competitive, but Adam, is there anything to add? We've got a couple more speakers here, so I want to get to them. But anything you have to add?
2: Yeah, do, do you guys think Bogdanovich could could be a Nicolas Cage's stunt double in like the Leaving Las Vegas two or something? He just he just if, if you have that much money, don't you think you update your look or care a little bit more about your appearance? You know, being on he went to
0: Utah, so he, that's I don't know land, if he really cares much about no his appearance. That's fair. That's awesome. Thank you, Adam. No, I appreciate it.
1: Uh, we need to talk about real quick, Jeremy, before we go to the next speaker. Mm-hmm. We have not talked about the fact that Utah's head coach looks like
0: the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. I think I – think, no, I think he looks more like Nicolas Cage. I think he looks hey, like – I think, I think Quinn Snyder looks more like Nicolas Cage than, and, uh, than Boyan Bogdanovic. <laughs> what did he say? What did, what did Green Goblin say? I avenge me! Avenge
1: me. I – I hate that guy. Well, I, hate, I hate that whole damn team. They're going to need that whole some revenge for tonight. Yeah, I'm never going to Salt Lake City, by the way. I don't think I would be welcome in Salt Lake City, but I have no it's, interest in going it's, there.
0: Oh, it hosted the Winter Olympics 20 years ago. I have you, don't have you been to a, an Olympic city?
1: Uh, I've been to Atlanta. Okay. went to the aquarium. That is an Olympic Witness city. Uni- yeah, I went to see University of Houston beat Florida State in the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Went to the Coca-Cola factory. Went to the aquarium. It was a great time. Go, yeah. Winter Olympics starting
0: yeah. up soon. Are you excited, Mike? Yep. Uh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely felt that. All right, we're gonna. Sean, Sean White gonna, is Sean White's last Olympics. Yeah, that's that's true. We're gonna go to Jonathan here. See what he has to say. Jonathan, you're on the dream take. Feel free to drop your take tonight. What's going on, brother? What's up? What's, What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, we're. Oh, I'm doing terrible. <laughs> But vibing, yeah. just another name. I I knew the answer, but yeah, I just had a
1: really really quick take. Um, definitely want to back back on what Adam said. Um, I think it's very like key that we give uh, some of the people who uh kind of did the dirty work, played a lot of good defenses. Lord knows that's something this team has been lacking. But yeah, I want to give a real shout out to Stephen Silas. I think this was probably like the most complete game I've seen all season in terms of it's like the future of what this team could be a lot of versatile players who can initiate the offense, who can, you know, Shangoon being at the top of the key, kind of, you know, controlling the offense Tate could post up or be in the corner. KPJ could play on ball or off ball, which is definitely going to be very important for his progression. And just everyone being versatile and could just fit any lineup. I think that was the most beautiful part about tonight. You know, yeah, I
0: think, I think, that's like a coach's yeah. dream is being able to have different players match with different lineups. And and I think that a lot of people are criticizing Silas for this exact uh, decision-making earlier in the year where people were like, oh, he's not running a rotation properly. He's got guys here that don't fit. He's got guys here that don't fit. But I also think that given how new this team was, right? I mean, you have – uh, you have Kevin Porter. I wouldn't even really count Kevin Porter as part of last year's team. You have Jalen, you have Shengun, Garrison Matthews, Josh Christopher. So like five guys tonight that played on the, that did not play on the team last year. And then you have the guys that, you know, so it's enough to where it's like, okay, it's like basically a brand new team. And it took, you know, 40 something games for it to kind of finally materialize and come together. And, and yes it's frustrating in the moment but i think this game tonight shows that you know that trial and error during the beginning part of the season is beginning to pay off a little bit here and i think that obviously it's nice to have this little core but when the trade deadline comes and goes and there are a couple new faces and a couple old faces gone we might have to go back to square one and that's that's kind of the nature of the business nature of the game but I think tonight proved that, yes, we have a, a lot of guys here that can play a lot of different roles, and this team is starting to, you know, the chemistry starting there. I think tonight the chemistry was as good as it's been all year. The eight turnovers are a product of that. I think that it's just a matter of time, and and that's the thing is, is the timing aspect of everything. The Rockets didn't have a whole lot of time at the beginning of the season. Now things are starting to get a little bit closer together the schedule is in their favor um, they were playing so many back-to-backs around Christmas and the New Year's that it really uh, it really prohibited them from getting in some real practice. I'm sure between Sacramento and now they probably had one really good practice maybe two and they were able to like calm down and really just focus on this game tonight and tonight was the result of that I think I think that everything that was plaguing them in the first half of the season, uh is gone now and I think that's why that's why they won tonight Mike I feel like I'm talking a circle, so I'm gonna pass it to you no
1: yeah, no, I think you're right I think the way that this team is orchestrated you hit on it in the offseason that they don't have guys that just play one position they just have a bunch of dudes you know KPJ is he a point guard maybe is he more of a shooting guard probably Jay Sean Tate he's not a power forward he's not a small forward they're a bunch of Swiss Army knives, it feels like. You know, Garrison Matthews, what is he? He's just a shooter. Armani Brooks, same thing. But they – they it's starting to gel, man. Like they're starting mm-hmm. to play really well together. It's not always – I think always... people have
0: more of an understanding of their role. Sure.
1: You know, Armani Brooks knows, if I'm in the game, shoot the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Garrison Matthews. And they're, they're playing just good enough defense to – eke out some of these wins they've won three of four and i'm telling you on the road don't count them out friday like they're just crazy enough to go into golden state and win that game and god help me if they win that game on friday because there might be a parade in the city of houston and i'm gonna lead it if they win friday there's a 56 percent chance that i lead the parade on friday if they win i don't think they
0: win i think they're gonna keep it close though you know, I think they're just crazy enough. I'll to say do it. this. The, the Warriors are playing the second half of a back to back on Friday. They play the Pacers on Thursday. Yeah. They play the Rockets on Friday. It's a home and home. So that, that might be a little, uh, less of a disadvantage, but there might be. They're some, a great matchup. Look, there might be some. They're a good matchup out. for us. Yeah. There might be some people out. Um, I like that matchup for Christian Wood. I think that he could have a chance yep. to, to really get a whole lot of production in and, I'm just, you know, when 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 the team plays like they did tonight, it really makes you feel like they can win, you know, any game. It it really does because it was a team effort. There was it was a very selfless night from a lot of different people. You you really saw the 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 positives. And to be yeah. honest, like, you know, could the Rockets have played better tonight? I don't necessarily know considering they made so many threes. They made, look, they made 22 threes. Like that, that's really impressive. There might be a season high. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know off the top of my head, but 22 threes versus 10. Um, so like the Rockets needed to play a pretty solid game tonight to get this win. I think it's, it's one of the most sound games they've played all year long. Probably the most, if I'm being honest. I don't think they could have played better. I really yeah. don't. I think defensively, you did
1: exactly what you wanted to do against Gobert, which you got to go right at that dude because he will crumble. He's done it every year he's been in the league.
0: Ryan That's Hollins a, was saying that on the broadcast to kind of, uh, you know. Bingo. He is the defensive right. player of the year, but go and try. And I think that it, definitely, it definitely helped because they only went at him a few times. Thank you, Jonathan, uh, for coming on up. But, um, oh, thanks, Jonathan. yeah, I just think that the way the game went tonight is just everything was clicking and, and look, sometimes the Rockets are going to be like this. You know, I said at the beginning of the season, like Rockets are not going to win a whole lot of games, but they're going to be a trap game for a lot of teams. And if, if you don't, you know, dot your eyes and cross your T's against the Rockets, you might fall into the trap. And I think tonight the jazz yeah. fell into that trap. No,
1: they definitely did. And like I said, man, it's, This team is fun. Like the Rockets team, when they're clicking like they are, like Kevin Porter Jr., just go out there and ball, man. Mm -hmm. You know, just don't think. This team does not need to think. I know how crazy that sounds. They play better. Because they get in their own head a lot.
0: Right. They're better when they are collectively running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Jonathan quoted EG in the chat. He says, trust the hot hand and find the open man. And that's what they did tonight. Yeah. The, that
1: relationship is coming to an end with EG, and it's like, it's like a relationship that I'm not ready to end, but I kind of want it to end, if that makes sense. Like, I'm ready for that beautiful send-off to Eric Gordon.
0: It's it's like you it's know? like the girlfriend or the boyfriend you have with, um, like, right. you know they're moving away, but you you, you recognize right. that it was good, it was a good run, and... Even though, no, no. even though you, you want, you, even though there are ups and downs, highs and lows, you know it's best to move on. Right. I mean, we're still going to write each other. You know, we're still going to be,
1: you know, the the, the best of friends. Pause. What did you what? say? We're going to write each other. No, the Rockets right? fan base. And right. No. Yeah, Rockets fan. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. We're oh, going to oh, share.
0: R I G H T. Okay. I just wanted to make that. No. Very no.
1: No. Clear. W. No. W-R-I-T-E. W R W. Yeah, we're going to write to each other, us, the Rockets fan base and Eric Gordon, when okay. he leaves, we're going to make him a mixtape. I'm, him... I'm
0: probably not the only one that heard something else.
1: So, but No, me. we're going to write him. We're going to make a mixtape for him to take on the road trip to wherever he moves. It's going to be a beautiful, you know, separation.
0: A beautiful, oh, it's like a, a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare. <laughs> well, it's Whoa. one of the two. Look, I think, look, at the end of the day, I think when it comes to Eric Gordon, let's let's talk a little bit about just the trades, just, just a brief discussion, just because we okay. don't have a lot of time tonight, and uh, I don't want this to be like the subject of the show. I want it to be the game. But now that we've kind of really touched all angles on the game, let's oh, – so the whole thing with EG and what I brought up earlier was the idea of trading him for a first-round pick and an expiring contract. Ricky Rubio was the one I brought up, only because – Ricky Rubio is not playing the rest of the season and it opens up playing time for the Rockets. So here I'm going to ask you this, Mike, because I don't know if we've fully had this conversation. You might've had it on previous episodes and I might've just forgotten, or I might've had it on previous episodes and I might've just forgotten, but would you rather have EG traded for a guy like Ricky Rubio who won't affect this season's rotation and give more playing time to some young players, or do you want to trade Eric Gordon for a player that could factor into this rotation whether it be a young player or whether it be a veteran what are you looking for a veteran a young player that isn't on the rockets or open up time for the players that are behind eric Gordon on the depth chart i think you can do both by doing the latter
1: if they trade him for a first round pick and ricky rubio i said it before i will vomit i, I would give that trade a, a d So you want,
0: so you want a player. You want a player.
1: Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. Perfect example. I would take Taylor Horton Tucker from the Lakers in five seconds. Oh my goodness.
0: I, because, Oh, I would never take that trade. Well, I mean, in addition to a draft pick, well, the thing is they don't have, they don't have draft picks. That's, that's my issue is if they they don't get a draft picks. Sure. The Lakers Lakers don't have a first round pick. And to me, I think the first round pick is the most integral part of this potential trade with Eric Gordon. You need to go out and get a, at least a first round pick. If that's, if that's like the highest offer, and it should be, it should be. I, I'd be shocked if Cleveland didn't take a deal like that because Ricky Rubio is not helping them. Their first round pick ain't really helping them for, for now. They have a chance to be really good. Eric Gordon's under contract right. for this season and next season so you can continue to be competitive. Look, it, it's something that Cleveland trade has just been one that's been rumored, and it, it just makes a lot of sense for both sides, and it's why that deal might happen. I wouldn't necessarily say, yes, we're going to you know, re-sign Rubio with the bird rights next season, he's going to be the backup point guard. But I do think that that deal should be made just to make sure that you get – a first round pick for him. And you open that playing time for the young players. I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea because the Rockets do have a lot of players that need to get those minutes to develop. And I think so like a trade like that wouldn't really bother me. However, I've been an advocate for a while about getting a big man, just a defensive big man, someone that can protect the rim. And I think that could really help the defense in – More ways than one. Yep. But I don't necessarily know if Eric Gordon's the right player to build that trade with. But I think, I think at the end of the day, you need to just take the highest offer for Eric Gordon. You need to do right by him and trade him to a team that, you know, he's going to have a decent chance to contend. You know who really needs Eric Gordon right now, actually? The Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz might really oh God! Need them. And I mean
1: well, the I think I think to me the ideal trade, like if, if I could build the perfect trade would be a three team deal for the Rockets to land a first round pick in Mobile. Okay. That would be that would be a deal to me, you know, if the Lakers get for some reason I think he's ending up in LA. Uh Eric Gordon. That's the I can't type of see deal. It,
0: just because the Lakers don't have the Lakers will not make the highest offer. That's the only reason why.
1: Well, I think if they can get a third team like Orlando, I think it can get creative. You know, something like a
0: Gordon to
1: LA, Tucker to Orlando, Bamba to Houston, and somebody, and the Rockets end up with a pick.
2: It's not
0: Mike. a, Mike, you've had a lot of worse ideas than that one. <laughs> Well, and so have well, I. That's actually uh, that's actually you. a decent. Thank that's you. actually a you know Mo Bamba is someone that I actually wouldn't mind at least in the short term just to kind of see you know what he could oh, for be. Sure. He's like a, a flyer. Right project. You're, you're Kelly Olenek, You're your guy that you you take a flyer on and you just see what happens and he adds value for the short term, but doesn't necessarily have to be the long term. I think that's that's totally okay. Um, but we'll be talking a lot more trades in these next couple of episodes leading up to the trade deadline, which is February 10th, which also happens to be the same day as TES night at Toyota Center. The Rockets play the Toronto Raptors on Thursday, February 10th, and you can get discounted tickets in the lower bowl by helping us out, going to thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com, and if you click on the link that says come to the TDS game, TDS Night at the Rockets, click on that link. You will have information that can get you some discounted tickets, and you can come watch the Rockets with some of your favorite Dream Shake contributors and one Michael Brown, right? You're going to get at that game, right? Yeah, you're damn right I will. All There's right,
1: a 12% chance I will buy one of the listeners a snow cone and or a funnel cake.
0: Well, that's not a very good odds, but it's better than none. And the way and you can only find out if you go to the game and get tickets through thedreamshake.com. So go to our website, get those tickets, have some fun with Mike, may or may not get a snow cone. I think it's a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this uh, immaculate episode of the dream take be sure to follow us on twitter at the dream take and at dream shake and huge thanks to our live audience here on spotify green room and our callers adam and jonathan we will be back friday night or saturday morning for me maybe for another episode of the dream take after we recap the warriors game what's one thing you're looking for mike heading into that warriors game Uh, probably another
1: win. I'm not going to guarantee a win, but I'm going to guarantee, uh, the Rockets will play hard. Keep going. Naked zone. I'm I'm with it, man. You know, the, I'm back to not, I I always enjoy watching the games, but I mean, they, they just showed me a lot tonight, man. And I honestly cannot wait Mm -hmm. to watch this game Friday. I want to see what, you know, Jalen Green, I know we didn't talk a ton of Jalen Green tonight, but can he bounce back? Can he bounce back? You know, I think that's a big thing. And I think Kevin Porter Jr. And uh, and Christian Wood. Keep the good vibes rolling, and uh, we'll see what goes down. Be sure to
0: follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown, at BSWpodcast underscore MB. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets.